Hello, this is Julie Annalise, and welcome back to my podcast. <laughs> I have no clue what that voice is. Um, so anyways, this is filmed on the same day, or recorded, not filmed. Um, I'm not doing videos because I don't think you guys want to see me right now because I'm literally wearing pajamas and my hair is wet because I did a hair mask and then took a shower. Um, so this is filmed on, nope, this is recorded on the same day as the first episode i'm so sorry it's literally like nine o'clock p.m which doesn't sound very late but i go to bed really early so it's kind of late for me um so anyways i wanted to just get a couple episodes recorded just so we can just test this out and so it's a lot easier for me and i don't have to like um me blanking on words um i might be working more next week so just to make sure i have an episode for next week so i can try to keep up with this for a little i wanted to get into recording another one and guess what guys you'll be so proud of me because guess who actually um took the time to write down things we should talk about in this episode um any guesses it's me surprise so i do actually have some topics this time and I do have my hydro flask with me, which I know, why would I buy a hydro flask? That's so basic of me, but like, um, I have a terrible habit of denting every single water bottle I've ever owned. And so I thought if I get me a really nice water bottle, maybe it'll be the only Jillian Poop water bottle. So far it is. Also, this stuff keeps stuff really cold. Like, really, really cold. Like, I put ice in there at 8 o'clock this morning. It was, like, 2 o'clock um, today, and it was still there. Which is insane. And it's a pretty yellow color, so, like, oh, fun. Um, so, anyways, things I wanted to talk about today. Um, first, I wanted to talk about something that I feel like is a common um, trait when people, like, are going into something new is like changing your hair um and so i wanted to like tell my little hair journey and like all the different things i've done to it because i feel like it's really funny because i literally almost have the same hair that i did when i was a child like i've always had full across bangs and my natural hair color um well not always because um well you'll hear so the first hair color or hairstyle i had is my mom when i was little we would have matching hair um i'm not even kidding we would have like we would both have like bobs and full across bangs i looked like dora but like a super super pasty white dora um (laughs) next i decided i wanted long hair because i wanted to look like a barbie um me not understanding that i would not look like a barbie anyways because I was like eight. So I grew out my hair, I grew out my bangs, and I kept it that way until like sixth grade when I wanted side swooped bangs, which is the most embarrassing thing to admit because side swooped bangs do not look that good. Like some people can probably pull them off, but like guys, these were not cute. It was not cute. I looked like a crazy person. And I also got blonde highlights for the first time, which was really exciting. I did cry when I first got them because I was just emotional. Um, I was probably on my period. Um, okay, anyways, after I did that, I decided when I was in like seventh grade that I wanted Banes again. So I got Banes again. And um, this ties into the last episode because um, the whole reason I wanted Banes is because I saw one picture of Sabrina Carpenter with Banes and I was like, um, so I want that too. <laughs> so I got Banes and they, I haven't not had Banes since, so. Um, and then I got the tips of my hair bleached. So I just had like blonde hair on the bottom and my normal brunette hair on the top. And then here comes the pink haired Billy era because I really wanted pink hair. So I was going into high school and we tried so hard but we could not get the pink to stay. Um finally we got it to stay 
because we started using the like arctic fox kind but we tried to get it professionally done and it would not stay with like professional stuff so um sometimes i still dye my hair pink it's kind of fun then um i was having a little mental breakdown because it was covid and i wasn't talking to a lot of people because people were not really talking to me so um trauma <laughs> so i was like i want to go blonde worst decision of my life i looked like hannah montana um no i looked like i had the hannah montana wig as my permanent hair um so anyways i let that grow out and then i think i did pink again on the tips and then after i did pink on the tips i wanted something different so i did periwinkle on the tips and then after that i wanted something different again so i did this like coral on the tips and now that's kind of gone and it's just literally back to being blonde and um blonde on the tips and brown everywhere else sorry brunette everywhere else and so that yeah it's my hair journey um but i do have plans i have plans guys because i'm going into college so i want something new i want something fresh i want to look like the main character i aspire to be even though we all know based off of my discography i am a side character in my own life and that is super depressing but no not anymore this year i'm gonna become the main character of my own life guys it's gonna happen um this sounds like a ted talk and that is in not my intentions but this year so i'm just scrolling through pinterest and i see this picture of this thing called chocolate and vanilla hair where basically it's like a dark brown as the undertone which like is pretty close to my natural hair color so i feel like we only have to go like a little bit darker than my natural hair and then it has like um chunky really like platinum blonde highlights over and it looks so good also it's like gonna be shoulder length ish and like have layers and it's just gonna you can't see what I did but like the chef's kiss it's gonna look so good and I'm so excited and um yeah I'm saving up to do that to my hair um okay that did not take as much time as I thought it was gonna take so I'm like hoping this will be enough length for an episode I might just end up rambling again but like I always end up going on tangents so this next story we're going to be telling my middle school bully story because i told you guys that i would tell this story in the last episode and so i'm gonna be telling it now and i'm if i start crying i'm so sorry so like i said i was not skinny in middle school i'm not skinny now but like i was overweight in middle school which like there shouldn't be a problem with that and i hate the way that um society pushes a certain body type so much and because especially growing up especially growing up as a girl where it feels like your looks are all that you are worth to anyone and then um you are told that you need to look this certain way and if you don't look that certain way you're not worth it and you're not special and that that hurts so bad and um kids are mean also like middle school girls meanest people ever um and so having mean middle school girls all like trying to figure everything out just does not lead to very good things so um basically that sets up the tone i was not super skinny and i also did not want to dress like everybody else like i when I was in middle school, almost everyone only wore the color black. Um, basically, I went to the most emo middle school in existence, is what I think I'm trying to say. But um, everyone wanted to just wear dark colors. I did not want to wear dark colors because this is around the time where I literally became the most, um, probably the most obnoxious person in existence because I became obsessed with this anime series called Precure. Which, if you are not aware of what Precure is, it's basically a children's anime. And it's a magical girl anime. And, like, I still love it. Don't get me wrong. Um, I have a lot of, like, nostalgia attached to it. 
um, especially because my favorite character, which is from Happiness Charge Breaker, her name's Megumi, um, she, I related to her a lot because she got this need to, like, want to help people because her mom was sick, and my mom had a lot of health issues also when I was growing up, and I do feel like that's made me have this need to help people, so, like, seeing that made me relate so much, but, See, I'm going on tangent, so we are going to probably make our time mark. But anyways, I was so obsessed with it. And um, upon discovering Precure and like discovering anime and stuff, I also started looking into Japanese street fashion. Um, like all the different Harajuku styles, and I found Fairy K. And I was obsessed with Fairy K. I was like, this is how I want to dress. And so I would wear... The most ridiculous outfits because keep in mind like i did not have a very good fashion sense as a middle schooler so like some fairy k outfits would be very cute if done correctly but i did not do them correctly so i looked like a crazy person and then i would do like all pastel makeup and like bright pink lipstick so like we understand just a little bit why i would probably be bullied but um the extent of the bullying is what is the really messed up part? Um, cause kids would literally, um, follow me around and tell me that I should kill myself. Um, they would tape notes to my locker. Um, one time, like, so I have this, I had this friend and me and this girl are really close again now. But at the time, like, we were going through some things because she was going through stuff and, like, I was kind of hiding how badly I was being bullied by my entire friend group. So I don't even think she knew the extent to it. And she also was very boy crazy. And so um, there were these two, like, popular-ish boys. And she told them some of the stuff I was talking about at lunch and how I was talking about Pretty Cure. And they followed me to our bus and mocked me in this like annoying high-pitched voice and it was so traumatic that I ran to the bus and cried and my friend who was also on the bus just like sat there and like laughed about it because like again I don't hold any grudge against her now like she is one of my um close friends now and we've like made up and she's literally grown so much like she is such an amazing person now and she is so sweet and we hang out a good amount of time and we always go thrifting together which is like very fun but um at this time she was not being very sensitive to my emotions and so I literally sat on the bus and cried and it was so it was so embarrassing um and so yeah that happened that was not fun there was also a time where um so these popular girls, they would um, follow me around and tell me that I was so ugly and that they wanted me to kill myself so nobody had to look at me anymore because if I did that, it would do everyone a favor because just looking at me made other people want to kill themselves. And so they would also always preach that I would never be deserving of love and no guy could ever look at me and think that I'm pretty. And so they thought it would be really funny to, um, hold on. And we're back. So basically that ended very abruptly because my brother decided to come into my room because he wanted to show me what Animal Crossing villagers he wants to make for his new stranger themed island which he is asking the wrong person because I have never watched that show and I probably never will be able to because, um, hi, I'm scared of, like, everything. So anyways, we're gonna get back into my bullying story now. Um, so basically, I don't 100% remember where I left off, but, um, oh, yeah, okay, so there, there were these popular girls. And they would, like, basically tell me how unattractive they thought I was and how they thought I would die alone. Um, which, like, um, they, they, hopefully they aren't correct. But, um, I am 18 and I've never had a boyfriend, so that's a little concerning. Um, but anyways, so basically what happened is they literally 
paid this guy to try to ask me on a date and they called me over at lunch and I should have known like don't go over there um Jillian don't don't go over there let's just walk away from them but no little dumb me was like I'll walk over to this group of kids who literally tells me to kill myself every day what a great idea and they had this guy pretend to ask me out as like a dare and like I said no because like I knew it wasn't a serious thing and I like little eighth grade Jillian didn't even really want to date because she was so depressed and um also why would I want to date a guy who like literally tells me to kill myself um so um yeah that happened and then they laughed at me and I rejected him and then they laughed at him because they're like the ugliest girl in school rejected you and um so yeah that happened and then one time at lunch um I was wearing a white dress and it was like a white hoodie dress and this girl threw like pasta at me and I literally like I um so basically I would pretend to be sick all the time so my mom would come pick me up and I remember pretending to be sick oh hold on okay sorry again my brother wanted to show me his tattoo because I haven't gotten to see it yet and it looks really good but anyways when I was in eighth grade I would pretend that I was sick all the time so my mom would come pick me up and I would lay in the nurse's office and I would cry <laughs> and then so my mom came to get me one time and we went to Hobby Lobby because I love Hobby Lobby because I'm a Christian white girl and all Christian white girls we just love Hobby Lobby and coffee like we're pretty simple and so I went, we went to Hobby Lobby and I started crying in the middle of Hobby Lobby because people threw stuff at me at lunch and I was so traumatized about it and it was just so bad and like, uh, not very fun. So yeah, um, and then also like the power that these like eighth grade popular kids had over the whole school is terrifying to the point where other grades would bully me kids younger than me would make fun of me just because these older kids were like yeah she's ugly and we hate her and it's just like it's so stupid also there was this one girl who was like literally so mean and like so mean to this day um who so when i was in sixth grade i sang in the talent show and the um, speaker system stopped working when I was performing for the entire school. And I was I was singing if only from Descendants, which like already were off to a silly start. Because like that's a good song, but the fact that I had the audacity to sing a song from Descendants in front of the whole school is just so embarrassing. Um, so I stood in front of the school. I sang the song. Um, I literally had to hold um somebody's iphone up to the microphone with me so you could hear the background music and the speaker kept cutting out while i was singing but i made it through that song because i'm a professional guys i'm a professional performer even at the age of 12 um no i'm kidding i just i was just determined to get through it and i got through it um but then we're going home on the bus and me and my friend were sitting down in our seat we were just talking it was normal and this really, like, mean girl sits behind me, and she goes, um, you know, if you want to do the talent show, you have to actually sing. We couldn't hear you at all, and I was, I literally, like, if it was me now, I would like to say I would stand up for myself. I probably would cry also because I'm still really sensitive, um, but... And, like, I just literally cried the whole way home because I was so upset. And I got home and I, like, cried for so long. Luckily, it was the day before spring break, so I didn't have to go back to school for, like, a week. But it was just so bad. Like, I was so upset about it. Um, and then that girl continued to be, like, really horrible to me up until, like, literally this year. Like, she was just so annoying. She was such a terrible person. And, like, okay, so this year, so my school did this thing that they call, like, Senior Spotlight, or, like, the district did, where they choose, like, certain kids 
who are going into something like interesting ish that are like unique that are seniors and they interview them and so they chose to interview me about my music which was kind of cool but they also interviewed this girl and so they posted mine first and then they posted hers a couple days later and um sorry i thought someone was trying to come in my room again my friends were like um they sent me the video and she was laughing about it because all this girl really had to say about her career was that she like did like an early college thing so she had college classes snapped out and for some reason my like i feel really mean about it but my friends thought it was really funny and what they also found funny was she she came across as super fake and rude in the video also um which is accurate because she's not a very nice person like she's such a rude person anyways that was a tangent but um yeah so that girl continued to be mean to me all the way up until like literally she probably would have been mean to me this year and um i would like to believe that people change i want to see the best in everyone but um you know i don't know i feel like sometimes people just they have this cockiness about them that makes them just like hard to almost hard to forgive and like um i don't even know how i'm trying to word this but like it makes it hard to be able to imagine them being nice because they've been so cruel to you like i remember in my sophomore year before the pandemic happened we were in our science class we had biology together i was talking to my friend and i cleared my throat and she mimicked the way i cleared my throat and then made fun of me and asked if i still thought i could be a singer because that was never going to happen because i couldn't sing and then I literally started crying in my biology class. And then I hid in the bathroom in between my biology and math class and cried. Which also was another trend. I cried at school so much. In my in those 12 years. Or I guess 13 if you count kindergarten. In those 13 years I was in that school district. I cried so much at school. I cried in elementary school. And I had friendship issues. And I got bullied in third grade. Um, I cried in. I cried a lot in middle school. And then in high school, I still was crying at school. Like, I I would, I don't know if I cried much freshman year, but sophomore year I had a couple times where I just lost it. And then my senior year was the worst of all. I don't think I cried ever at school junior year because um, it was, it was like I was barely at school. I was only at school for choir and I liked choir, so I didn't really cry there. Um, anyways, that was, that's my middle school bullying story. Um, I think one of the things that is hardest to, like, realize is, um, most of these people, if I met them today and told them this story, they would not remember doing this to me. Because they've all changed and they've all grown. And I'm really happy for them because most of these people have become really nice people and, like, super just cool and, like, I'm really happy for them. But, um, it feels like a part of me is always going to be destroyed by what they did to me and what they said to me in those times. And so knowing that I'm the only one who has to live with this and it wasn't even my actions, I think is something that's always going to haunt me a little bit. Like, it was this year that I officially got diagnosed with depression, but I think part of me always knew that I probably had it because stuff would get me down a lot more than I felt like it got other people down. And, um, just knowing that these people who hurt me so badly, who said such terrible things to a girl who was still growing... And who was just trying to figure out who she was. Knowing that they could have the heart to tell her to kill herself. Just because of the way she looked. And now they don't have to live with any guilt. Because they don't remember it. Because they were also still growing. But I 
sometimes can't even look in the mirror still because if I think I'm starting to gain weight and I look like that girl that I used to look like, I hate myself because I don't want to be that girl again. I don't want to hear those words again. Or if I look in the mirror and I'm wearing something and I think it's too similar to how I used to dress in middle school, I hate myself for it. And I hate myself for letting people have that power over me because I know they shouldn't. It was so long ago now. I'm out of high school now. And yet there are still some days where I can hear the voices of people mocking me, the voices of people saying such cruel things to me when I was still a child, when I was still developing. Like, I'm considered an adult now. Do I feel like I'm an adult? Honestly, no. Because like I said in my last episode, um... I, I feel like I lost so much time with the pandemic, and so some days I still feel like I'm 16. I still feel like I'm a kid, and maybe even further back, I lost a lot of growing up in eighth grade when I was bullied so harshly, and it took me so long to recover from that that I missed out on experiences I could have enjoyed. Like, I was so almost like painfully shy after that that I was scared to open up to anyone because my eighth grade year was the one year of middle school that I was like I'm gonna talk to people and within the first week the whole grade was like making fun of me and like I said no one will remember that now like it's my story and everybody else's middle school experience does not or who went to my middle school and were in the same grade as me it's not going to like line up because they aren't going to remember that because to them something that was so insignificant could be completely life altering in such a negative way for me and I think that is something that's so hard to live with and so um, I guess to wrap this part of the podcast up because we're going to get on to something more fun and like silly in a little bit but like just to wrap this up um, if, if you were being bullied um, please tell somebody. Like, I've tried to tell my parents, and I know my mom, like, and my dad regret, um, the way they reacted, because they did not believe me, and I understand now that I'm older, because why, why would you believe that? That is literally so terrible, and as, like, parents, you want to believe that nothing like that could happen to your kid especially as like christian parents you want to believe god wouldn't let that happen and um as much as i kind of resented god for letting that happen in a way now that i am past it and working on my self-esteem i'm almost grateful in a way because now i feel like i have the heart and the means to be able to help people going through similar things, which is why I just want to say, if you are being bullied, um, tell somebody, um, tell someone that's at the school with you, because I didn't tell any of my friends until the summer after, which was one of the worst mistakes I'd ever made, because these friends are friends that I've had since like the fifth grade or since like sixth grade like friends that I've had for such a long time but if I had just been honest with them and told them guys this is what's going on I know they would have stood by me and they would have protected me but instead I waited till after and I went through that entire thing alone and I didn't ask for help and I regret that so much because had I just asked for help had I just asked one of my friends to stand up for me I probably would not have been in such a bad place mentally but because I didn't ask for help I was in such a bad place and I'm just glad that I'm not in that bad of a place anymore but it's just it's it kind of like is heartbreaking to me that I let myself lose part of my childhood to kids who were just doing stuff that they thought was funny um okay yeah anyways moving on we're gonna talk about weird dreams because i've had a lot of like really really weird dreams and they're just so random and really funny 
Um, okay, what are we gonna start off with? Okay, so this one. So I have this ridiculous fear of skeletons for some reason because I read an Ever After High book and they found a skeleton in a cave and I thought there was a skeleton in my closet. Like, okay, I know I bring up me being eight all the time, but like, I was insane as an eight-year-old. I'm low-key insane now, but like, eight-year-old Jillian was crazy. I literally thought there was a skeleton in my closet because of a book. And so, um, I had this dream, like, after I had gotten over my fear, where there was this leprechaun. And this leprechaun asked me to help him find his family. And I was like, of course. So we went on this whole adventure. And I don't remember the details of it, but it was it was ridiculous. Like, where did this come from? And so then we finally find this, like, castle. And it's like a green castle, because leprechauns, I guess. And so we go into the castle, and the lights are off. And the leprechaun turns on the light. And there's just thousands of tiny leprechaun skeletons and he starts crying he's like they're all dead and then he like um looks at me and he's like i'm so sorry thank you for helping me um i'll send you back home now and he snaps his fingers and sends me back home and so then here's the like actual like messed up part of my dream so i um get home and i go check on my family to make sure they're all okay and they were also all skeletons And so I woke up feeling literally so terrified and I like could not sleep for a week because I was like, what if this actually happens? Even though like, it's not going to happen. Um, I don't think a leprechaun is going to randomly appear and be like, please help me find my family. It was just so dumb. It's so ridiculous. Anyways, um, here's the next really weird dream. So my dad has a garden. And he's very, very passionate about this garden, and he's really good at it also. Like, we get a ton of vegetables, we get a ton of, like, we get some fresh fruit, we get a ton of fresh herbs, and, like, really pretty flowers that he lets me have and, like, dry and press. And it's, like, it's a great hobby. He has so much fun doing it. I help him with certain things in his garden sometimes, and it's fun. And, but we've had to do some pretty, like, ridiculous things for this garden, which, like, I know to him they're not ridiculous, but, like, to two teenage kids, they feel a little odd. Like, he ordered, um, I think it was eight yards of dirt just to be dropped off in our driveway during the pandemic. And so, we would finish our online school and we would go out and we had to help him shovel all of this dirt back to the backyard. And then my brother was in his edgy teenage phase. So after the, like, first day and a half, he didn't want to help anymore. So for the next, like, couple days, me and my dad had to shovel it by ourselves. And, like, my mom has health issues, so she had to, like, stop pretty early on also. And so, yeah, we shoveled dirt to the back for days. Um, and so with that in mind, um, here's my story. So basically, I had this really weird dream that um, my dad purchased dead bodies to put in his garden because he thought that they would be good compost and they were good for the soil. And so in my dream, I walk out into the living room and there's just coffins stacked on each other, which like, one, if someone purchased dead bodies, like for science purposes or something, I don't think they would be in coffins. So that's already interesting. And so there's just coffins in our living room. And um, here's where the dream starts to get really weird though, because my dad was explaining why he bought these dead bodies. I'm literally freaking out about to pee my pants because like I'm scared of stuff like this. And I'm like I said, I'm scared of everything. But my mom and brother are just totally on board. They're like, yeah, this is normal. My mom was like, I'm gonna make earrings out of their fingernails, which like is disgusting. Also for more context, my mom has like, an earring or not an earring business she used to make jewelry she mainly makes stuff with her cricket machine now but it used to be jewelry all the time and so that's like kind of where that came from and then my brother being the absolute weirdo that he can be sometimes and or at least in my dream he goes great i'm going to make wigs out of their hair 
And so I'm the only one literally freaking out. And so then I lock myself in my room for like days because I'm so scared. Because there's dead bodies in our living room. My dad's just throwing them in his garden like it's no big deal. And this is the very like dumb part is I can literally vividly hear my brother's voice. He was like walking in my dad's garden. He goes, there's a butt in your garden. And then this is where it gets even weirder. So for more context. I used to be super, super into Otome games. I don't play them as much anymore, but, like, they're still fun. And my favorite used to be this one called Mr. Love Queen's Choice, which sounds super stupid until you play it. It's really good. I would recommend it if you've never played it before. And my favorite guy from this game was Gavin. Also, for those of you who don't know what an Otome game is, basically it's a dating game. Um, that's really embarrassing to admit, but I feel like this is a very vulnerable podcast where I'm just gonna be super vulnerable and tell you really dumb things about myself so basically um there would be like a main character that you would play as that wouldn't have a name you'd get to name her whatever and I don't even remember what I named mine but it was something dumb and there would be like like in this game there was four guys and you would play through the story but you would be able to kind of like um, choose one of the guys. And so my favorite, his name is Gavin. And so in my dream, so Gavin can fly also for more context, which is not making this sound any less stupid, I know. But um, <laughs> so in this dream, I'm sitting on my bed and Gavin flies to my door and he's like, I need to talk to you about your family because I heard they're stealing dead bodies. And I was like, they're insane. I thought my dad said he bought those for his garden. <laughs> also, for more context, um, this dream takes place in like a like real life, like everything looks real. But Gavin is just 2D still, which makes this even more ridiculous. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's pretty much where the dream ended, but I think that should show you that I'm a little crazy, apparently, because what? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Also, that kept me up for, like, two weeks because I was so scared because, you know, like, like, it sounds super silly now and now I laugh about it, but when it happened, it was, like, one of those dreams that, like, felt so real that I was, like, really terrified that I was gonna wake up and walk out to dead bodies in our living room um yeah the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about in this episode is um webtoons specifically romance webtoons because if you don't know I really really love webtoons and I have been reading them since I was in the seventh grade this is just the middle school episode because I keep mentioning me in middle school, but I've been reading these since seventh grade and I, I love webtoons. They're so good. The first one I ever read was kind of confidential, which is still going on and is almost done. And I'm literally going to cry when it ends because it, I grew up with this webtoon. And so also if you don't know what a webtoon is, they're basically like these little comics on your phone um very descriptive i would definitely recommend reading some they're really fun so i got really like back into webtoons during the pandemic because i was bored and i was lonely and i was sad and so i started reading webtoons again and i found this one called swimming lessons for a mermaid this webtoon is so so cute you guys are gonna laugh when i explain what it's about but it is so cute and it's so good and it's over now so like you can binge read the whole thing except not really because webtoon is this dumb thing where they like make you unlock episodes so anyways swimming lessons for a mermaid it's about this girl her name is choa um also webtoons are like typically korean so a lot of these names are i'm probably pronouncing wrong because i don't speak korean oops um so her name is choa at least i think it is and she's a mermaid that's really cool but she can't swim so her family trades like part of their hair for legs for her and she goes and lives with her dad because her dad's a human and so she goes to school but she doesn't really have any friends because she wants to go back to the ocean but she still can't swim 
And so then one day she meets this guy named Sue, who's one of her classmates, and he is like a swimmer. And so she goes all the way to like his swim meet and all that kind of stuff. And um, he ends up finding out that she's a mermaid and he offers to give her swimming lessons because she can't swim. And so the whole webtoon is kind of, um, it's really cute because it's the love story between a mermaid who can't swim and a human who's a swimmer. And it's the cutest thing and it, like, it made me cry more than it should have for being, like, such a silly sounding premise. Um, but it was so good. I want to reread it now because just talking about it makes me want to cry. Um, I should probably describe what kind of confidential is about also because... That webtoon has been there since I was, like, 12, and I still love it so much, and I'm 18 now, so that's, like, six years, so Kind of Confidential is about this girl named Raina, and her family is, like, villains and, like, all that kind of stuff, but she doesn't really want to be a villain, so she just kind of, like, leaves. She runs away, and she's just living a normal life. And then this guy who's, like, considered a superhero in their universe, his name is Zen, he literally, um, is flying, and he ends up falling on her, like, balcony, and she catches him and then, like, drops him immediately as, like, a little joke, because, like, he's probably heavy or something. And so, then, basically... Um, he lost his powers, and so he's trying to learn how to live a normal life, kind of, and, but they, um, but she's, like, almost wanted as, like, the super, or as the, like, villain who made him go missing, even though she's, like, the one helping protect him, and then it's kind of, like, how they fall in love, and it's very cute, and the art is gorgeous. The art is what drew me in, because all the backgrounds are, like, this watercolor-looking, aesthetic and it's just it's so beautiful i love it so much um i also would like to talk about another webtoon that i love so so much um called a good day to be a dog this webtoon oh my gosh it is so cute um it's another one that you're gonna be like jillian you are literally insane when i explain to you what it's about but just hear me out okay just just hear me out so it's about this girl named Hannah and she has this um basically there's like a curse on her family where if someone kisses her she will turn into a dog until she gets kissed by the same person again which I can already hear people being like okay what the heck that is super super weird And, like, I get it because I thought it was weird, too, until I read it. And then I was, like, I'm obsessed with this. This is so, so cute. And I love it so much. And so, basically what happens is she ends up kissing this guy who's afraid of dogs, but, like, on accident. Like, she doesn't mean to kiss him. Like, I think she was drunk or something and she thought it was the guy she liked, but it was not the guy she liked. So, she kisses this guy who's scared of dogs. And now she turns into a dog every single night because she had, like, never kissed anyone before. So this is, like, her first kiss ever, and she she turns into a dog every night now. And so now she has to try to get this guy to kiss her again, but um, he's afraid of dogs. And since she turns into a dog every night, dogs are, like, attracted to her, and they follow her around. And so it's just... And that is my parents saying it is bedtime. Because <laughs> they want to go to bed. So, um, we're going to, like, end this here for now. But I will come right back and finish this, I guess, after I do my nighttime routine. So, I only have one more webtoon I want to talk about. And then I just want to kind of wrap it up by saying how I feel like webtoons have ruined my um, perception of romance and, like, set me up for failure romantically because all their relationships are so cute and um yeah anyways i'll be right back okay i'm back and i have a little friend my dog Gigi is in here also if you hear any music that is because i sleep to the local christian radio station 
and so I have my like room already for bed and I'm probably gonna go to bed after this unless I decide to be brave and try to stay up for the Beach Bunny album but last time I did that for the Conan Gray album I was like all giggly the next day and like literally just crazy and I would just like start laughing because I was so tired so I'm not gonna do that to myself because I like my sleep um so the last webtoon I wanted to just briefly touch on is Death of a Pop Star which Okay, this webtoon sounds like it would be scary, but it is literally so cute. And, um, one of the things I wanted to say is, okay, one, me and Sophie are basically the same person because we are both painfully clumsy. Um, hold on. My microphone keeps unplugging. Oh my gosh, Gigi's laying in front of me. Gigi, say hi. No? Okay. Just do one. Okay, I think I got my microphone to work again. Um, anyways, me and Sophie are basically the same person because we're both really clumsy, we're both really insecure, um, we both are extremely songwriters, um, we both have, like, really overprotective, like, parent figures, and so we're both very sheltered and, like, naive. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyways. Um, another thing I just wanted to touch on, I'm not going to touch too much on the storyline because I feel like, um, it's so easy to give too much away. I want you guys to, like, read it for yourself. But one thing I did want to say is I wanted to defend Sophie and Eli's relationship because when I go back and read the comments sometimes, because some of the comments on there are hilarious, but sometimes if I go back and read the comments, some people are, like, cruel to Eli in the beginning. And I just wanted to explain that I think their relationship is literally so cute. Um, and like, I know people use the argument of like, oh, he like tricked her into agreeing to marry him. And I could be wrong, but the way I read that when he like asked her or asked, yeah, asked her to marry him is I read it as him literally being sarcastic because she said she would do anything to like be alive again. And so I read that as him just being like, haha, you've been married, like, very sarcastic, because that's how he was coming across towards her in that, like, very first, like, scene, I guess, of them together. And so then, like, their interactions after, neither of them have been in a relationship. They don't know, like, she, one, does not remember that they're engaged. And doesn't understand those kinds of feelings very well and he also presumably does not seem to understand those feelings very well so he just knows they're engaged and he's like not i don't know confused and like kind of giddy about it that's kind of how i read them and i think their relationship is sweet like i think um the way it starts out is like a friendship and they kind of like start to grow close i just i think they're so cute together and i I don't get why people are so hate on it, because, like, no, it's sweet. Um, anyways, I also, this is the last thing I want to talk about for a little, is that I feel like growing up reading romance webtoons, my perception of romantic relationships is just slightly ruined, because I, not my microphone unplugging again, anyways, I have, like, so much, like, like, I just have so many influences on what a relationship should be, and they're all not necessarily perfect, but their own way of perfect, and it's like, I don't think I would ever find something like that, but that's what I want. Actually, for a while, I was working on this song called I Want to Live in a Romance Webtoon, and I might release it someday, but it was just so difficult to write because I was trying to leave references to different webtoon couples, and had it be like a little scavenger hunt and see who could like get all of the like references correct. Um, I still might release it, it's kind of fun, but I feel like it's just, I, like I have this ideal image of like what a relationship is supposed to be. And I guess at least I'm getting them from, like, certain webtoons that are, like, not, like, toxic. And not, like, a lot of girls my age got them from, like, um, romance movies that could 
like romanticized super super toxic relationships and now that's what they're looking for so at least like the um things i think i was talking about are pretty healthy relationships to look up to but it's just i think it's mainly webtoon boys do not exist like most of the like relationships i mentioned the like guys are so sweet and i don't know if that exists and i that sounds kind of pessimistic because i've never been in a relationship so do i know that for sure not really but it's just again i think this ties into my middle school experience of like i was told i don't deserve um to have or anyone to have romantic feelings for me and being told that as like a developing child is not very nice and so um growing up with that kind of belief while reading these webtoons it almost makes it feel like um any type of romantic relationship is simply just fiction and it's not even something that's possible in the real life even though you know it's possible in the real life because obviously your parents are married but it's just almost something you can't even believe to be real because you've never felt it and you've only really like the closest you've gotten to it is these webtoons which also i guess kind of ties into my album that's what society even though it is not at all about webtoons it's just kind of stories that i was telling but i guess you could take the example of some of those like emotions i dive into as being stuff that i probably read about in webtoons um and so my microphone unplugged itself for the like millionth time um anyways i'm gonna end off this podcast by saying you all should go read web